Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Boxes. 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 Boxes, boxes. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxes, 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 boxes. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect like we do each and every Wednesday. And when I say each and every Wednesday, I mean most Wednesdays. We're coming at you a little late today, but on a Wednesday, it's 930 Central Time on this beautiful April 24th. As you should know, it's playoff time. You know, the Rockets were supposed to get the sweep. We shouldn't have to worry about this, but... They got beat game four. So we had to play a game five today. And, of course, the Rockets did what they needed to do. Looking forward to the next round. We get to take out those ho-ass Golden State Warriors, man. But that's neither here nor there. We've got some pretty good little boxing going on this week. We've got a former fighter of the year fighting on Friday. Uh, We've got a Super Series finale on Saturday. We've got Showtime Boxing, Robert Easton making his return on Saturday. So we've got got some pretty good – we even got some U.K. bums fighting uh, early Saturday. I think uh, Daniel Du Bois, one of those U.K. UK brothers that's up and coming heavyweight trying to get his shine off. We see we he's one of those guys that seem to be fighting, you know, once every two to three months. So he's getting in some work. But yeah, we got a lot we got a lot to talk about and uh so far it's just me rocking right now. So we'll see if anybody comes. If they don't, we'll do what we gotta do when I we meet when we I mean me and the fam as we as y'all rock with me. So the zone you know they had a pretty they had a pretty good fight weekend coming up. You know, oh uh, they had Soren Vise, aka I don't know what this guy's real name is. It's like his real name is with Saxil Wangik, but his alias is whatever. Yeah, this guy he has a crazy ass name. I wish I knew how to pronounce it because Soren Vise Nakomi is his last name somehow. But you know I think he was. Not 2018, 2018, but I think he was outside of the boxing podcast 2017. 
Yes. 2017 Fighter of the Year when he defeated Chocolatito, you know, pound for pound Chocolatito, uh, Roman Gonzalez uh, was going in undefeated, I believe, 46-0. Storm Bise gave him that ass whooping in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I was there live. I witnessed it from that point on. Uh, Storm Bise, Nakami, you know, who really knows what this guy's real name is. But uh, he's been one of my top guys. So he's fighting on Saturday. And then, uh, I mean, he's fighting on Friday. And then on Saturday, there was actually there was actually a pretty good fight that was going down in Lafayette and um, a pretty good fight card that was going down in Lafayette on the zone. And Lafayette's probably like two hours away. So I was really thinking about going to that fight card. And wh- who they had was uh, Regis Pogras against Carl uh, uh, Relic. Relic? I don't know how to say that guy's name either. For the uh, Super the uh, the World Boxing Super Series uh, semifinale, and they also had um, uh, Zone TT was supposed to fight in the semifinals against Lonito Donaire in uh, uh, for the semifinals of the bantamweight uh, Super Series, but due to an injury this week, I received I I, uh, I, I believe. Um, Zolani Titi, or Tete, he was injured. So now they're going to put him in against the uh, 18-1 and Stefan Young of uh, St. Louis, Missouri, WBA number five contender. Uh, he will be placed in this, WBB, this WBSS super lightweight reserve replacement. So We'll see what's going on. Um, we'll see what's going on with that. But let's see if anybody's rocking. Yeah, we got the team rocking with us now. They're coming in. So we'll bring we'll bring them in. But what I really wanted to say about that, the zone, is that the zone, they're having a lot of bad luck, it seems, when it comes to fighters. You know, either getting hurt on cards that, that, you know, hurt on cards or failing drug tests. You know, the zone hasn't been that – it hasn't – they haven't been around for too long, and we already got like, a, you know, the Billy Joe Saunders-Andrade fight was called off. Uh, the Canelo – was the Canelo Triple G second fight? Was that the zone? I'm not 100%. I don't think it was. So maybe not the Canelo. But then you got Miller. Um, then you've got uh, – you know, the Miller fight getting getting messed up. Then we've got the Donere Tete uh fight, you know, getting caught up. They've had a, they've been having a lot of bad luck so far when it's coming to some of their bigger fights. So we'll see how it goes. We've got a big one, big disowned uh fight coming up next week. And we'll talk about that on the next week's show. But let's go ahead and get to the fail. First, we're going to take it to my man. He might not be in Central California. I might be in that Northern California. He was making some Northern California statements earlier on the uh, on our little group text. And by Northern California statements, I mean gay statements. We're going to take it to my man, R.C., out there in San Francisco. Hey, R.C., hey. 
Hey, fuck you, Willis. I don't like how you're coming at me with that foolishness right there. And you're bringing up all these fights that don't mean a whole lot of shit to talk about. Oh, yeah. The Zorn Visa 2017 Outsiders Podcast. Fighter of the year, for sure. Much respect. But who cares about that when all we want to talk about is what Danny Garcia did to Adrian Alvacado, put the paws on that boy, unlike Sean Porter, unlike A.B., and put him out like I told everybody that would get put out. So uh, I just wanted to get that out there. But, yes, I'm enjoying myself right now in San Francisco. Found me a fine snow bunny that uh, – Did you check really the Adam's good. apple? Oh. No. She ain't got no goddamn Adam's apple. I was going to send a special oh, yeah. picture in a group message, but I already know you're going to come out with them IHOP statements. So it's whatever. I'm enjoying the 70, what, no, we are 68 degrees right now here in San Fran. Uh, contemplating life right now, man. I don't know if I want to go back to Central California anymore because uh, things are on the up and up over here. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, congratulations to your Houston Rockets for getting the, a win on a team that did not really want to win. And I hope you're uh, uh, enjoying that. And um, it's going to be back, man. I really wanted to get on the show and do all that stuff. But thanks to, you know, Easter and all that foolishness that was going on last Sunday, time restrictions really fucked everything up and all that good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. But, um, man, I'm hyped. I'm happy. I'm excited. Um, Your boy RC's on top of the world right now. Top of the world, Craig, not just the city, the world. So I'm ready to rock. Man, glad you're back with us, man. Um, good to hear. Hey, RC, what the hell do you do out there? You know, I see you out there. You look like you're eating a lot, and you got uh, headphones on like you're a truck driver. So I don't know. Are you truck driving? What's going on, you know, on these selfies that you got? What do you do out there? you some kind of pres- trucking producer or something? What, what's going on? <laughs> nah, man. Uh, I don't uh, – it, it, it's uh, – it's a company that is involved with scientists all over the world, and I work for the audio-video technician part of that. So they have presentations and things like that, and whenever they put stuff on the board, on the big screen, when someone's doing that, I control the video and the audio that comes out through display. So, you know, it's a, it's right over here in South San Francisco, about eh, five minutes away from Giant Stadium which sucks because every time I come out here, the Giants are always on the road. I've never been to a baseball game, so I've been trying to do that. But um, it's my it's my little part-time job out here, man. So uh, anytime I get out here, you know, I enjoy the shit out of it. And now I found out a couple of hot spots just by exploring since Friday, and, uh, you know, it really paid some dividends yesterday. I'm going to send you the picture in the group messages one I found yesterday because uh, this one's pretty bad, man. Oh, this one's bad. I, I don't want to go back home. I don't want to go back home. But, yeah, basically just audio, video, technician for a pharmaceutical company. That's all it is. Uh, I feel that, man. Well, yeah, congratulations. You know they're shaving off Adam's apple, so, you know, make sure before before you get in the bed today, yeah, 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 yeah. check the there pan. You go, there you go. Stop all You that. check the Stop pan. Let's take it. Hey, let's take it. Let's take it a little more south, south there to Inglewood. Uh, to be, you know, tomorrow I, I'm I'm going to see one of LA's finest, um, Snoop Dogg, Warren G. I think he's from the. He's more of a. Uh, I don't think he's LA. I don't. I, yeah, is he LA? Yeah, he's yeah he's LA too. They're out Long Beach. So I think it's a uh, Warren G. 
Snoop Dogg and the Dog Pound. I'm going to go check those guys out tomorrow, man. So I'm pretty excited for that, man. But let's take it to my man, JP. I know he's out there doing women's baseball, what he calls women's baseball, which I like to call softball. I think that's what the world calls it. But, JP, man, how's it going, Please, dog? you make fun of women. Oh, I'm straight, G. Uh, I don't know what the hell this shit called, to be honest with you. The ball ain't soft, and it's fast pitch, so I call the shit baseball. I understand softball as that. You know, I've played co-ed softball as an adult. It's really fun. And I've also played co-ed um, flag football, and I tell people all the time, white boys coming out there with that goddamn uh, black shit under their eye, uh, writing up plays and shit, practicing on the side. Them motherfuckers taking that shit serious. So you better have your they shit together. They might got be. I'm telling you, you better have your shit together if you want to come out and play some co-ed football. But um, <clears throat> I'm excited. Another good week in the fights here, low-key. It's another low-key good week in the fights, just like last week. Um, this one may even uh, – I think the difference from this coming weekend and last week is that this weekend is full of competitive fights that aren't showcases where we're uncertain. Some fights are 50-50 that we have on the on the slate here. So I'm excited about it, PBC season once again. Yeah, but there's no P. Well, I guess the Showtime fight is PBC. But uh, well, they're definitely PBC fighters. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. They're Easter's a PBC guy. So yeah, man, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start it off. Um, Friday, Friday night fights. You know, we would clown a guy like Lomachenko for being on Friday, but uh, my man Wask. What the hell is this nigga's name? This is this is what's so crazy. This guy's got 18 names, and they're all difficult to say. Wisaskil Wangek, a.k.a. Risak Sorambise Nakomi, Nakornal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. But one of our guys, a.k.a. Baby Pac-Man. You know, like I said, 2017 Outside of the Boxing Podcast Fighter of the Year giving that work to Chocolatito Gonzalez, been giving everybody that work since then, um, putting up his uh, WBA, his WBC, my fault, super featherweight title against uh, Juan Francisco Estrada, uh, 38 and three, hasn't been knocked out, coming from Mexico. He's coming off um, Mendez, whoever that. Yeah, this is the rematch. Exactly. He's, he's coming off two wins after he fought my my man. Yeah, they don't even say Soren Vise on the box rig. It's Visakil. Visaxil. Wangek. This boy, he's got, who knows? He's probably. Sarissa Cat Sarung Vasai. Yeah. No, no, no. This this is WW, sir. This is We Saxil. Wayne Geck is his real name. Sora V oh, okay. is alias, and his and his mm. last name isn't even. Yeah, he's, that's some kind of alias he's going by. I don't know how that works. But this, no, I know had a cat is in there somewhere. Now Sister Cat is in there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the alias. That's not. His his real initials are W W. 
all this other stuff mm. is extra. He's doing he's he's uh, doing for the man probably. But we'll now, what type of Asian this is? Now, and another, if he's doing it for the man, you could make it far. You know, they usually call themselves Paul or some shit when they're doing it for the man. Uh, he still got that shit pretty hard if it's dumbed down. And I was wondering, like, which little, which Asian country is bro from? I don't even know. He's from Thailand. Thailand, nice, like it. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Continue. So, yeah, so I don't know what the Yeah, that's just his real name. So, we've got a rematch, part two, where Sora Vise got a majority decision over uh, over Estrada. So, I guess majority decision means there was a draw. Uh, I mean, one. that one of the judges had it a draw. And, uh, yeah, so this should be a good fight, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to it. We've seen Soren Visa sort of – we've seen him look great. I think the last time we saw him fight, he was fighting a bum and didn't look too good. Uh, Iran Diaz, uh, I'm not really sure who that was, but I remember seeing a fighter. He really didn't look too good on that fight. Um, so we'll see. I'm not really up on Estrada that much. I don't know. Uh, I can't even remember how the the first fight went as far as, you know, watching it. Because, really, I'm pretty sure I didn't watch it because the first time I saw baby Pac-Man was when he gave Gonzalez that that work. So, Bro, RC, you, man, really, I, you've been hitting that black team that much or something because we, we talked about the last fight with him and Estrada. I totally forgot that was Estrada – because the first fight was that fucking good. The rematch should be, man, man. Now this one got me hyped. I totally forgot there was a rematch. Because that first fight was really fucking good. So explain to us what happened to, you know, uh, revised my memory. What happened uh, in the first fight? Well, the first fight, I mean, uh, it's arguable that, that Estrada won majority of the early rounds. But, you know, he got clipped. He got clipped. Really good. We all know Soren Visa is one of the hardest right hands in the division, and probably the most power in the division. But no, hey, you know, regardless of the outcome, a lot of people, and it's not just necessarily Estrada fans, boxing fans in general, a lot of them probably thought that Estrada might have got robbed. Might have. Not saying he did. I thought that Soren Visa won the fight. It was a close, close fight. Probably a seven-five. I don't know if it was an 8-4. I would probably lean more towards the 7 five. But it was a really fucking good fight, a really good fight. I was watching it with a, 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 a group of people who really didn't know shit about boxing and weren't really hyped. They didn't give a fuck about the fight being on. But once it was on, everybody's eyes were glued to the screen because it was that good of a fight. And Estrada, I mean, they, they both had class at the end of the fight. We know Thor Vita and how his story comes from. But, man, that was one of those fights where I was like, oh. I was obviously pulling for Soren B-Side, but the way the fight was going, uh, I, I thought that he might have been a little too close for comfort, not yet in danger, but just a little too close for comfort when the scorecards were being read. But, man, I totally forgot about it. I remember reading about it a week or so ago, and it was like, oh, the rematch is going down. This would be a really fucking good fight. And, I mean, <clears throat> I've been all over the place the last week, so I I really totally forgot about it. But, man, this right here has fight of the year potential, especially 
going into the fight being round 13. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the little box race information on there. So they uh, one referee had it a draw, one referee had it uh, 115-113 for Soren Bise, and then another one had it 117-111. So maybe that's where the outrage was that somebody gave yeah, him that's six rounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Aaron on HBO. So, uh, yeah, man, I think uh, – I think we might have a good one popping on Friday. Uh, uh, how do you see this one going, RC? Who you got winning this one? Man, I would. I really want to say that I think Storm Bisai would uh, would would take this one decisively because we all know rematches when a, a fighter wins a rematch or when a fighter wins the first fight, a rematch doesn't really go. Uh, you know, like people trying to sell smoke and mirrors. Like, oh, if he gets his rematch, you know, he'll make up for the mistake. Eh, I don't know. Uh, I think Storm Bisai had early success in the first fight, and then it was back and forth. It was back and forth. Uh, I, I I really had a lot of respect for Estrada after that fight because, man, dude, he could take a punch. Uh, he had a lot of heart, and he had skills. So, I mean, uh, I expect a similar type of fight. I don't think this one will be decided with the judges throwing their cards in the trash. I think it's going 12. And I expect another really close, hard fight. We might see a part three of this one. Deservedly so. Because I don't think that if, if Storm B-side wins again by the cards, it's like, ah, you just kind of scrap this one and move along and, and you're never going to see it again. I think that I think that it's going to be one of those fights where – Storm B-side might win by another one or two rounds, you know? Uh, 17-111, that's complete garbage. That's trash. Because, that's just, you know, that was that one judge who decided to take the envelope. But, you know, uh, Estrada is a really good fighter. And not only that, he's a really good matchup for a guy like Storm B-side. Storm B-side is the type of guy who's going to dance around. You know, he's going to impose his will. He has a lot of power. And, I mean, bro, I, Friday night? I'm looking forward to this one. This one's got fight of the year potential. Like I said, this is a fight that I say will be fight of the year potential compared to all the others throughout the rest of this year and part three written all over. I expect this one to be a fucking dog fight. I can't wait for it. I'm glad it comes earlier and later, being on Friday instead of Saturday. Well, yeah, when it comes down to uh, uh, Juan Francisco Estrada, uh, his losses have come to – his last loss after before the uh, the loss to to uh, Soren Bise was to uh, Roman Gonzalez and to Roman Gonzalez when he lost to him Roman Gonzalez had knocked out like eighteen people before then and he could knock out Estrada he won unanimously then he start then he knocked out another ten people after that so we see this guy he's not a slouch. He's not getting knocked out. You know, he's got that Mexican style. So we're going to see how it goes. This should be a good fight. Um, I think he's probably going to be too small for Soren Bisay, seeing that he's, co- he came, he's coming up from from lightweight, I mean, from light flyweight all the way up. So, But we'll see how that goes. I think we do have a good fight on our hands. Let's take JP. JP, how do you see this fight going? Do you remember at all the, the first fight? And uh, are you excited? And how do you see it going, man? 
Yeah, I do recall the first fight. I'm the type of guy who usually favors the guy who's just landing more punches. And we see fights <clears throat> like this all the time. This fight, not only is it like more in favor of um, these guys' races and fight style to some degree, to a large degree, but it's very reminiscent of Manny Pacquiao <clears throat> and uh, Juan Manuel Marquez. Uh, that said, I felt like Estrada, being the boxer, being the Juan Manuel Marquez of this, I felt he won. You know what I mean? Because I felt he landed. Wait, think about um, Estrada. Great point. He's, prob- he's probably the sharpest in the game right now to me. It's very similar. And he's just like Juan Manuel Marquez with the counter precision combination punches, which I love. It's my favorite offensive style when you can not only like a lot of guys like we've seen with Danny last week Floyd over his career might counter with a shot maybe two tops but these dudes Juan Manuel Marquez and um, Estrada here dude they have countered with a four punch combination and put you down you know what I mean like left right uppercut 45 you know what I mean and put a guy down with just a blistering Pinpoint fucking combination You know and you just don't see it a lot In boxing uh, So I really love Seeing Estrada fight <clears throat> I feel like he's the sharpest dude in the sport I felt he took the first fight Since we've seen Sarung Vasai have some kind of Subpar performance To where it was questionable He even won that fight is what I recall I'm not sure who he fought But I do recall since He's had a questionable fight. <clears throat> that said, I feel like we we're, we're seeing a um, a decline in Sarung Vasai. I feel he's a little worn. To add to that, that type of fight style just ages really badly. You know, he's he's not Manny Pacquiao. He's not on his toes. This guy got them big ass calves just like Pacquiao, but he just come he's plodding forward. You know, he's a guy who's loading up you know, with the left hand and all that. So, you know, keeping that pressure on Booth, but it's not like the pressure that he's putting on his toes. He's he's walking you down. He's, he's coming to bludgeon you and beat you down. I, I feel like he's a little worn, though. I feel like, you know, these guys have downloaded, especially a fighter like Estrada, who I'd consider the higher IQ fighter. I don't know that to be certain. Has probably, in, in most times in these rematch fights where you have the the plotter versus the the counter technician, the guy, the counter guy is able to have more adjustments. Where you know you could see in this fight, Savrungvasa, I got to be Savrungvasa. You would say Estrada has a few more um, options, a few more wrenches in the box that he could pull to adjust to what Savrungvasa is doing. You seen it in the first fight with Manuel Marquez and fucking Pacquiao. He put. Manuel Marquez down three times in the first round, bro. I watched that fight. I'm real young at this time. Um, <clears throat> dude, that's six points down in the first round. I believe that's six points down in the first. And Juan Marquez downloaded that info and smoked him out the rest of the fight, pretty much. But obviously, he didn't have, he didn't have it at first because he was able to drop him three damn times. You know, so these these guys are able to make adjustments. Estrada, I was in the building for Estrada versus Chocolatito at the Great Western Forum. 
Now, not that I'm such a huge little guy fight fan, but, dude, let me tell you, it was lit in that motherfucker. I did not know what I was getting myself into. I go up in there, the Mexicans and the Nicaraguans is going. It's fights breaking out everywhere around me. Me and my boys, we standing <laughs> up in, we standing what, up in our seats. Where was that at, Dancy? At the Great Western Forum in Inglewood. Dog, okay, okay. we standing up in our seats in so many fights. Happening, like I'm like shit, nigga. Like I'm, you know, I got my shit together. Cause I'm like, is somebody gonna fire on me? Like, cause <laughs> they scrapping. Like everybody got a flag. That Nicaraguan one is like that dark blue and white. You know, I learned all this while there. I'm thinking, you know, Nicaraguan Salva. You know how we be. You know, us black folks, we just they all the same thing. The shit. You get up in there and them different flags get to swaying. Man, cats was throwing hands. The Nicaraguan broads, they're a little darker, and they thick. They bad. So look out for them if you ever see one. But, you know, you you might not know. But I'm taking Estrada in this fight. I feel he's going to put on a, a, a box, give that dude a boxing lesson. I feel he's going to be, he's a sharper fighter now. He's the more youthful fighter now. That fight was two years ago, roughly, or something like that. And I feel some run for side with this fight style, and it's probably as long as he's been doing it. We were catching some run for side. We ain't catching like this young guy. This guy is well into his career. I've been fighting overseas from from what I know for a long time. So <clears throat> I'm taking Estrada uh, eight to four. Estrada. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of feel you on that. Last time, I think the last time we saw Torn B say he didn't look that great. Um, but for some reason, I want to say he was either fighting a bigger guy or a smaller. I, I want to say he was fighting a bigger guy for some reason. I want to say that I felt like they were trying to do him dirty because he was a champ and he was fighting a, a guy coming down or something like that. It was it was something, but he didn't look too good. But these little guys, uh, Chocolate Cito is one was one of the best boxers in the game. He was too small. For a sword yeah, yeah, that's, that's really that's what it was. Get, that's where you got. That's where you got Juan Carlos saying, "Oh, he moved up way too fast." That's why, you know, Juan Carlos, your boy got the dog shit beat out of him twice. And Estrada, <laughs> yeah. and let me say, Estrada had that nigga Chocolate Tito shit closed up. I'm talking about Estrada put paws on Chocolate Tito. They still gave Chocolate Tito the fight, but that nigga the could anatomy. not see going home. He couldn't see yeah, going nah. home, homie. Somebody had to hold his damn hand. He had a dog walker in one of them blood. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and, and Chocolatito, uh, when he fought Sorenvise, uh, Sorenvise couldn't see when he was out there, when he when he left. But he, <laughs> well, that was but a he was also for Sorenvise to say. Yeah, but he was. Different. Yeah, yeah. Well, his eyes had to close as much, but they were closed, and <laughs> and, and he was catching <laughs> he was catching those he was he was catching hands, oh, but they was just too small. And I think. When, I think that's how the Estrada, the first Estrada fight went. As I'm, I'm slowly trying to remember. I think he was just too big for these guys, and that's pretty much what I think that's what's going to happen. He is slowing down, but he's he ain't slowing down that much. He's too big. He'll be able to he'll be able to hurt Estrada, and I think he'll get the victory. Uh, another another close one, probably a split decision. It'll be close though. It'll be a close one. <clears throat> But let me see. Yeah, also, I love, I love I love that analogy by JP though, because like I was trying to say like how good the first fight was, and it was completely Pacquiao Marquez style. 
of fighting, as we call him, Baby Pacquiao, go out in the fighting style of, uh, 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 that was reminiscent of Marquez from Estrada. I mean, it really was that kind of a good fight, man, and it was a low-key fight that a lot of people weren't talking about, but when you seen it, you were paying attention to it. And it could very go, it very well could go the way JP says, because I'm expecting a part three to come from this, and it's gonna, it would be harder to make a part three when it's 2-0 without the rubber match, but if it's to go down that way, that just makes even more sense for a third fight to happen from this, because this is one of those great stylistic matchups, man. This is going to be a really fucking good fight. I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I think we've got a gym on our hands on a Friday. And also on that uh, on that card, two little, little guys. I guess this is the little, a little off. Uh, let's see, who are these guys? Daniel Roman and TJ Duhenny. Class for a unification battle, putting the WBA and IBF super Bantamweight World Championships on the line So, you know, you got a unification You got a good fight, that's a pretty good card The zone got on on Saturday On a Friday night, starting the weekend Off, so, I don't know Shit about these guys, these little, little These little dudes, but I'll, I'll probably be checking them out Do any of you guys know Daniel Roman or uh, TJ Donahue Oh man, I wish I could Comment on the Bantamweight uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm Bantamweights, man, these guys weigh as much as one of my legs. So I leave this man JP. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know these little dudes, man. Shit, I don't even start to recognize people as humans till they weigh one twenty-five. So I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. good, good Let me one. see this guy. Yeah, Daniel Roman, twenty-six and two, uh, American guy from uh from Los Angeles. So this is a guy representing your city. Um, JP and you're talking down on them. He's and they're they're fighting in Inglewood, right? The fight is out there. You going? Let's try that. You just said you don't recognize humans. But I mean, you got the Soren Vise Estrada fight (laughs) in Inglewood. That's what you said it was last time, right? It used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. The same place. Yeah, same place. I was. Yeah. Um. No, but not going though, bro. Uh. Friday's too 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 tiring for me to do shit after I gotta fuck with all that traffic and all. Me and wifey didn't got into the arguments when she tried to throw me a birthday party and make me go to some fancy restaurant on a Friday night after work. I don't like that shit, man. Just take me to fuck home and let me sit in the garage is what I want. So no, nothing. I'm short on Friday nights. Okay, I feel you. I feel you well. Looks like it's a pretty good card. And also, on Saturday, also on Friday, the zone has, so they got two fucking fights. They got some guy, Fabio Tucci and Jaquez Oliver. They're fighting for the WBC International Cruiserweight, so we ain't worried about that. Orlando, so yeah, nobody's worried about any of that. But also on Saturday, the zone has a fight. They've got the uh, World... What the hell is it called? World Boxing Super Series semifinal for um, Regis Progross and Kyrie, Kyrie Renlick. I don't know how to say this guy. Regis Progross is one of those guys who I think is going to dominate the division. You know, uh, we've been talking about me and JP, his guy. Uh, what's your guy's shit. name? What's your guy's name? Ramirez. <laughs> you know. 
Amir is talking about that. Re- Amir is the 2000 WBC title officiated champion. You know who it is. That's our season guy. Yes, yeah, RC's guy. He's got. He's, yeah, you know, he's see, contrary, right, contrary to popular popular belief, people think that I don't like Mexicans, but hey, that's that. Yeah, that's, uh, you like them. You like home. You like certain ones. But yeah, my boy, my boy Progress, twenty three and zero. He's fighting for this uh, WBA super lightweight title in the WBC Diamond super lightweight title. Um. So. That's the real deal. Okay. So he already has the the WC Diamond Super Lightweight title. So I, I wonder what that means. That's probably nothing then, right? But wouldn't Diamond be the number one? I didn't think he was a real – he had a real belt. Ain't this some Maybe type of does. unification? Is this some type of unification? Yeah, because it, that's what it says. It says uh, my man Kelly – my man – Kyle Wright, he should have the WBA, the WBA yeah. super lightweight title, and uh, Progress has the WBC Diamond super lightweight title. So yeah, this and it's for that uh, to get to the semifinals for uh, yeah. for the for the boxing world series. So pretty good fight, pretty good fight, man. I think. Probably gonna beat this guy. This guy's from Belarus, twenty three and two, with nineteen KOs. Though you know, hasn't been KO'd. I'm looking at who this guy, uh, Kyrie Rilnik. I don't know. The Mad B is what he goes by. The Mad B. He's lost to Bartholomew and Ricky Burns. He lost to Ricky Burns. So I don't think he's any good. So I'm looking for a washing. I don't even know. This doesn't even make sense that this guy has a title. I think it's like I'm missing something. RC, man, talk about this as I try to look up to see what the hell is going on. Because I've never heard of this guy before, and I don't know how he has a title. A super lightweight. Can you hear me? Man, these guys are Yeah, all yeah, scrubs. you just came back on. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you were doing. These guys are all scrubs. All of them, including Regis Program. Scrubs. These guys will never make the big time. They're not going to make no big money, even though they're at the weight class that will get them a, a seven pounds every year to get them to that type of shot. They're not going to be nobody. Regis Program needs to get another tattoo artist because whoever he's going to in the hood, it's not popular. Regis Program is a clown. He's a scrub. He will get exposed when the time is right. Guarantee you not. This is not like, hey, promise. This is what's going to happen. Regis Program will get that shot. He'll run his mouth. He'll bite out more than he can chew. I'm not saying he's going to get stopped, but his mouth will stop moving for, you know, a couple months, things like that. But it's, it's cool that they had the 140 tournament going on and things like that. That's cool. But people were like, why is Jose Ramirez? How come he didn't join the tournament? Maybe he could have met with, with programs. When you're the WBC champion, the title that Terrence Crawford used to hold, the title that Manny Pacquiao used to hold, the title that Floyd Mayweather used to hold, you don't. Look, man, you you, you 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 just don't surround yourself with that kind of shit. You look above that kind of shit. So, look, I'm not saying Jose Ramirez is anywhere near no kind of goat talk or nothing like that, or he's going to be one of the next greats. I think he's a good fighter, but he definitely has flaws. So, uh, but, you know, there's whispers moving around. 
there's whispers about maybe Bud Crawford for Jose moving up because he can't make weight, or there's rumors about Tiafimo Lopez moving to 140. There's a lot of big things going around. As a, 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 a lyric to a song that everybody probably has some sort of recognition for, big shit popping, little shit popping. Nobody cares about Regis Program or this little fancy tournament that's going on. It'd be good for fight fans to be able to check out. But at the end of the day, you ain't getting in the cream of the crop with messing with scrubs like us. I mean, I'm just, these names that you're saying, I, I'm surprised these guys are still alive. <laughs> I haven't heard of them for a very long time. So, uh, you know, and, 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 and not throwing all that shade at Progress. He's a good fighter. That, that little guy, he could throw some punches a little bit. But I'm talking about the cream of the crop, yeah, you got to jump and swing to hit somebody on their kneecap. And uh, that's just it's just actual factuals, man. So, uh, Progress and that, that tournament, that's cool. I like that because if you get a tournament like we had with what was it, the cruiserweight division where Alexander, Alexander Usyk really showed out, that's cool. And then you go to 140, that's cool too. But, you know, at 140, program just needs to stop it. Especially talking all that noise that he talks. You ain't coming to Fresno talking that, my man. This is the no, and you ain't doing none of that over here. Well, you better have a really fucking strong team around you because they on that type shit. If somebody loses, we're going to riot. I'm not proud of it, but everybody, you can look it up. Fresno Uncensored, we don't play that over here. So that's my final thoughts on it. Progress, just stay in your lane. Like Willis Boy LeBron Paul says, stay in your lane. That's it. <laughs> well, Progress reaches Progress uh, twenty three and zero. Like I thought, he isn't the WBC champion. Uh, that's uh, Jose Ramirez. I don't know what that diamond belt really means. So it isn't really a real unification. Uh, but Regis Progress is uh, considered the number one pound for pound uh, light. Whatever the hell these guys are, what are they? Uh, super lightweight. Super lightweight. Uh, he, they're at 140. Yeah, at 140. Mm-hmm. So he's fighting number four. This guy, Kyle, I want to say his name is Kyle, like Kyle, Kyle Relic. He is the WBA yeah. champion. Like I said, 23 and 2. He's ranked number four. You know, this is just by Ring TV. 59 weeks on the list, top 10. So this might be, we're probably going to have a good fight on our hands. Both of the guys, 23 wins with 19 knockouts. Uh, both guys haven't been slept, but like I said, um, the guys that Relic has lost to, I forgot what's the name, Luke Campbell, not Luke Campbell, I forgot what his name was. Uh, Ricky Burns. Ricky yeah, Burns. Ricky Burns, yeah. Yeah, he lost to Ricky Burns. I don't think he's got, I don't think he has anything for Regis Progress. Regis Progress is in the backyard punching tires every day. He hasn't made it yet. He's hungry. He's out there in the boot. He's one of the, you know, he's a Gulf Coast guy like myself. So I'm looking for him to beat the shit out of this guy from Belarus. JP, how do you see the fight going and, uh, you know, what do you think about it? Um, I see this being no cakewalk for Pro Gray. Rougarou. <clears throat> um, I see this being no cakewalk. I see this fight being very similar to Adrian Broner versus damn, I'm gonna say Lipinets. Did Broner Lipinets fight? Shit, I'm tripping. But um, 
Yeah. Oh, damn, sorry. But um, no, I, I see it being a tough fight for him because Relic is a good fighter, man. Now, I, you know that Ricky Burns fight. I don't know how long ago it was, and this, that, or the other. But I think Relic could be. You know, RC is saying one day somebody's gonna, you know, pull his card, so to speak. I think this may be that time. This is no. This is no feature. This is not – both these guys have a lot to be fighting for. Um, Belarus is, has produced some good fighters. You know what I mean? I think there's another guy in the same division from Belarus. Not, yeah, in the same division with a belt, with a different belt um, from Belarus in that same 140-pound division. So they got some fighters out there right now, man, and I'm excited for it. I think – you you gonna see Prograde struggle because this this guy ain't gonna go out easy or nothing like that. He gonna have to beat him down, beat him down. This one of them type Eastern Block boys, one of the, one of them types, and you know he he's gonna bring his his A game to this thing. They both got a lot to be fighting for. I agree with Willa. This is a um, you know a boy from the boot. He he's a person we'd consider a can't go back. You know. Um, like Patrick Beverly, you know, when these dudes come from from the uh, the harder backgrounds and they didn't they didn't see what what no lights look like when you didn't have to light a candle to get through the night to to Friday to the check cup. Um they they've seen these type of things and I believe that's character building. And but once they make it, boy, they ain't going back. You got to kill them to go back. So I think I think he's one of those guys and I'm, but I'm gonna take Pro Gray in a tough and a really damn good fight too, a fight people will enjoy. Yeah, this will. Uh, this is for that WBA belt. This will put Pro Gray on, uh, progress on the, uh, on the, you know, on the big board. Like I said, Ring TV has him ranked number one, but he he doesn't have a real belt. The uh, belt holders are Ramirez with the WBC. This guy Relic with the WBA. Hooker with the WBO and Bar and Chick um, with the IBF. So, uh, but the top two guys in this are Jason Taylor and Regrish Pogros. And, and I, I want to say Taylor's in that uh, in the World Series. I'm not 100% sure. I want to say he is. So maybe we'll get to see these guys fight sooner than later and we'll get some uh, pretty good fights at 140. Who knows what Jose Ramirez is going to do, but we'll see. We'll see. But um, who is that? Jose Ramirez who? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say seeing what he does, he looked real whack his last couple of fights, so we'll see if he goes up or, or what he does. Yeah, but, Jose Ramirez has been in fight of the year candidate. Regular, 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 regular. like Meek Mill. That nigga looked real regular. Very regular, very regular. But uh, like I said, oh, there was guys, supposed to be another. That's all it is. No, we know I love Mexicans. But like Brona said, we've been. I, I'm just skipping it. But like Brona said. Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. On Saturday, we've got an all right. We got an all right little car going down on Showtime. Um, one of my uh, one one of my guys that I like. One of my uh, one uh, a boxer that I I've been following, Robert Easter Jr. is fighting for the uh, W 
be a regular, you know, like we just said, regular, regular lightweight title against Francis Bartholomew. And Bartholomew, you might say, didn't we just hear his name? And I think we did. He's one of the guys that beat your boy, Relic. So Bartholomew is no hoe, right? If we're saying Relic isn't a hoe, the guy he lost to was Burns and Bartholomew. And Bartholomew is about to fight my guy, Robert Easter Jr. And we know Robert Easter Jr. is coming off an embarrassing loss to the prodigal son, Mikey Garcia, which me and RC were in attendance. But this is a this is an all right fight. Um, another fight that's going to prove we're going to see if Robert Easter is the real if, if he's going to be able to come back or is he just one of those guys that can that got his payday, got his money, and now he's going to fold. I don't see Robert Easter as folding. Um, hopefully, but you know, but we don't know. Coming off a loss, coming off an embarrassing loss like that, it didn't seem like he took it too hard, like he took it to heart, and hopefully isn't. Robert Easter is, is a pretty good fighter. Uh, he's a really good fighter. <laughs> he's got a lot of heart. Um, you know, I think he's got, he's got a few decisions being a being a PBC guy that might have went his way. But he's all he's always in there ready to fight. I enjoy his moxie and what he does in, in the ring. Um, take it to JP. JP, Robert Easter, 21-1, 14-KOs going up against Rantes Bartholomew, 27-1 with 14-KOs. WBA regular lightweight title. Ah, man, another damn good fight. You know, like I said, this is a pick 'em weekend. You know, a low-key great fight weekend, man. If you're a fight fan and you, like, it's more of a hardcore fight weekend, though. It ain't got these popular names that draw casual attention. But for us fight fans, if you if you really a fight fan, fight fan for real, you like this weekend. And this is another one of them fights because Rancis Bartholomew got some pretty good names on his record. But he also are on some guys' record. His name is in the law, in the win column on other dudes' record that you wouldn't think would beat him. You never know how the, what you get out of the Bartholomews, both of them. You know what I mean? So, you know, the guy has talent and potential to be an, uh, a champion. I think we've all had that assumption at some point of the guy's career, but he looks to be one of them dudes that just can lack concentration, maybe not have a good training camp, whatever it be, and, and get beat. Robert Easter, you know, prior to Mikey Garcia, we thought we were seeing remnants or somewhat of a figment of a Thomas Hearns. You know, he got the whole, he got the, the body build for it. He was hitting guys seemingly hard. Uh, I believe he had weathered Richard Comey barely escaped Dennis uh, Shavikov. You know what I mean? So we have seen him fight some good names. And then Mikey Garcia, who we've now seen made to look regular, uh, smoked Easter out and made Easter look hella regular and, like, very not even one-dimensional. Like, he took – Mikey Garcia was able to disarm – Robert Easter of everything. Like Robert Easter did nothing. So, however, I'm not completely, you know, I haven't sold all my stock for Easter. 
I think maybe a, a, that good loss, that good a slice of good old humble pie was good for him, possibly. So we'll see, man. But uh, here, this is a tough fight for me to pick. But I, I have to believe more if, if the fight's close, more of the house money's on Robert Easter. So that's it. I'm going to take Robert Easter in a controversial split decision. JP, with the controversial split decision, RC, are you? Uh, how do you see this fight going? Um, you know, is this? Do you think? Do you agree with us that this is another good ass fight this weekend? It definitely is a good fight. Uh, I I, I want to sip the tea that JP is pouring, and and believing that it would be a really good fight and almost leading to a controversial decision. But I believe he's just going to come out hungry. I believe he's just going to come out definitely not looking like his belly's full. Now we've seen fighters who reached a certain uh, pinnacle, and you know, as far as getting money and things like that, and not having the same kind of love for it. I think Robert Easter is going to come out hungry, let them hands go, use what he has to his advantage, and kind of just uh, uh, make some corrections. And where, you know, against Mikey, he could have he, he could have had an A game, and Mikey could have had a C game, and he probably still would have won. Uh, but that's just a, a fighter at that point. We've seen him. We've seen Robert Easter have fights where he was uh, uh, he he didn't look as sharp as he should have. I forget the Russian midget's name that he fought beforehand. You know, he's fighting on Bounce TV. How's it, you can't get a full potential type of performance when you're fighting on Bounce, you know. So uh, I think this fight is going to be just exactly what the doctor ordered for Robert Easter. I think he's going to put the pieces together. I don't think it's going to be a clear washing because the opposition on that side is not that guy. So uh, I think that. Robert Easton will take this fight by technical knockout in the 11th round. I would say the middle round, but I'm going to go with the 11th. I think Easton's going to put it together and get back on track. And, uh, and, and that only further helps the case of house money being the PP side of, uh, of where Robert Easton is at right now because he needs to be in that mix where you're talking about the, the top guys in that division. So I think that Easton's going to Sharpen up and get back to where he was once before he ran into that shark in the water, as you call the prodigal son, Mikey Garcia. Yeah, I think I think Easton's going to win a close decision. Uh, I can see it being close, a close fight at the beginning, and uh, with that guy Bartholomew being a Cuban guy, he goes, he starts dancing around. You know how the Cubans do it, and he loses the he loses the later rounds. But we'll see. This is going to be a tough fight. Both of these guys are looking to, you know, to come up. Rancis is coming off a uh, a win in the Barclays in Brooklyn. But like I said, he he lost he lost the WBA title to Kelly Relic back in 2008 back 2018 last year. So he's trying to come up. Easton's trying to come up. This is going to be a good fight. Good fight. It's not also not only is it going to be a good fight. We've got a good fight card. Uh, former super lightweight champion Victor Postal uh, is taking on Francis Muhammad Minmore for a WBC title eliminator. 
that's neither here nor there. You know, we know Postal got that work from uh, Crawford, and they ain't been the same since. But what what uh, what sparked my interest is that rising sensation, rising heavyweight sensation, Efe Njagba is going to be fighting uh, one time, once beating German uh, Michael Wallace in a 10-round heavyweight attraction. You know, I wasn't really up on this African guy, not, uh, you know, not, I wouldn't even say a year ago. But this guy, he's dropping bombs. He's dropping real bombs. He's dropping bombs. You know, they, Wilder's dropping bombs, but this African guy seems to be dropping heavier bombs than Wilder. And he's, he's looking a little more crisp while he's doing it. Not saying that he could beat Wilder, that he's better than Wilder, because he's, he's still just fighting bombs. But his, his punching looks a little more crisper. It looks like he's a little more trained and a little more, uh, you know, he has the basics down a little more than Wilder has. And he's way bigger, and he's, he's throwing the same type of power. So this guy can be a problem in Jogbe. I'm not sure how, how old he is. I, I'm no, I know he's pretty young. But, um, R.C., any of those fights interest you? Postal versus uh, Muhammad Minmoon? Or whatever the hell that guy's name was, the Jogbe fight? Uh, not necessarily much of Postal. I never thought much of Postal, even when, you know, uh, when I seen him live and stuff up when he stopped losing the piece. Uh, I, I never thought much of Postal. I never did. Uh, I thought that he was a good fighter. But when it came down to it, you know, when, you know, Crawford kind of fight with him on pay-per-view, I just, I didn't see it as being pay-per-view worthy, even though I know Crawford is a pay-per-view attraction. The opposition, uh, one was called Dance Partner, just didn't put out there. And I, I mean, I'm not like I'm not taking no shots. I'm nothing like that. I'm not looking forward to anything that that postal has to offer. You know, that's just me. But I am invested in seeing this heavyweight, the African, that you are being a prisoner in the moment of, as far as saying he's dropping bombs like Deontay Wilder. Yes, he looks more crisp. Yes, he looks uh, the bigger part as far opposed to the. Almost welterweight stature, or not? What I'm sorry, <laughs> cruiserweight stature that that Deontay Wilder has being the smaller heavyweight, two fifteen, things like that. Uh, but yeah, fighting very low level opposition and putting some highlight real material together. I'm not mad at that, but I am intrigued to see what that guy does this weekend because uh, you know he's, he's throwing some bombs, and I'm not mad at the opposition that he's facing. I I always love to see highlight material. I don't care who you're fighting. A la Danny Garcia, Rob Tucker. If I can see some English get turned on the canvas, I'm with that. So I'm looking very forward to that. Pretty much. That's how it is. No dead radio time. Oh, yeah. JP, your thoughts on the undercard? Hey, who's not excited about F.A.? A Jogba. Like I said, man, um, y'all think Deontay something. If you play close attention here, this is Deontay 2.0. Deontay came in this thing and is still to some degree like a newborn fucking deer. You know, he's like he can barely walk with his boxing shit at times. He's so, you know, raw, for lack of a better word. But a Jogba? 
If you watch, just look at the last fight. He knocked him out with like some kind of uppercut or something, and he has punch variety and variation. And he was setting the dude up, even though the dude was shaking in his boots. Ajagba is methodical and able to strategize it, whereas Deontay, you know, Stevie Wonder can see that the right hand is coming. You know what I mean? It's just obvious. It's still a wonder how Deontay still hits these guys because you just know it's it's literally one-dimensional. But Ajagba seems to have tools in the bag, even though competition at this point isn't championship level, of course. I'm wondering, you know, what they got to do to even get this guy fights. We've seen dudes, you know, we've seen shit we ain't never seen with this dude where some a dude just turn around and walk out. Never seen it. You know what I mean? And these dudes is terrified right now, and possibly rightfully so. Where I got sold on is just watching a 45-minute workout video of these dudes, of a, no, of, 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 of a Jogba. The shit was like watching Terminator workout. This motherfucker just took this, you know, a medium pace, but just kept on flipping tires, doing push-ups, going to do dips. Doing, it was like a, a circuit. He was probably doing about four different exercises, maybe five or six, you know, once it was all said and done. He maybe added a couple. But it was just like this steady pace of just like a fucking monster, you know, flipping tires, doing push-ups, doing um, – you know the, the the I forget I don't know what they're called, but it's what the you you'll see the football players doing with their uh, feet between the little track, you know, getting their footwork together, doing that. You know, but the like forty five minutes, the ladder, the ladder, doing that, but just going back and forth to the net one exercise after the other for about forty five minutes. Man, it was like yeah, he real real real. He he really real. So. I'm excited for this dude. This is a new generation of heavyweight. Uh, sad to say, I don't see any more heavyweights coming down the pipe. You know, we got blessed because the heavyweight division was on the low. You know, we, you know, as of five years ago, the heavyweight division had been dormant since, you know, the Lennox Lewis and, the, you know, we had Vladimir the whole time. And, you know, he was stinking out the building, jabbing and holding and throwing the right hand. So, you know, finally the, the, the class of Deontay and AJ and, you know, and these dudes in Fury have, have come along and rejuvenated the heavyweight division, Luis Ortiz and those likes. And we happy now, man, and it's great for the heavyweight division to be back in the spotlight, in the limelight. I'm excited about it. It makes boxing so much more excited when the heavyweight division is is in the limelight. So, FA job I look you know, in the next two years, they're going to have to deal with him. So who knows? Sky's the limit. Sky is the limit, man. It's still on the low. It's still a, a kept secret. Not everybody knows about him. But, dude, we may have one of the biggest American. I don't know if he's going to be considered American. But uh, we got a big, no, big this star. No, Nigerian. Yeah. And he can speak any English. I remember they were asking him something like, how do you think of the fight? Well, you know, thank you, everybody. He's one of those. Oh wow, guys. Ibaka, yeah. huh? He can, so, yeah, he can speak. He's straight from the motherland, Nigeria. Uh, full of vibranium. That nigga full of vibranium. That Black Panther juice, and he's gonna fuck everybody up. But you know what I always say, though. Well, you should be know tested. what I always say. Just don't put all your eggs 
respecting those guys from over there. Dog. They might let you down with a soft chin, a little curl what, up. What do you mean? What do you mean those guys, Willa? Yeah, just those vibranium guys. So you see, you see what happened when the when the, when the African American guy went over there and it was one on one, straight magic, right? The nigga got thrown off the cliff. That's all I'm telling you. So he should be able to beat yeah. guys like Daniel Du Bois. He should be able to beat the guys like Daniel Du Bois and all those guys like that. But <laughs> <laughs> but that, that'll be about it. That'll be about it. But we'll see how that goes. But let's get that. I think that's all for the fights this weekend. Um, let's get into a little news. We got a little stuff that's a little newsworthy. Now, I don't know the full facts of what's going on, and I've I've been looking at the little blogs and the little videos and seeing what was going on. But last we were talking about who will Anthony Joshua fight since Big Cheater Miller was popped three times with, like, HGH and some other shit that gives rats cancer. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, no, no, we read that. That's that's what it was. So he he got popped doing that. So the, we're trying to figure out who Anthony Joshua is going to fight on June 1st the Madison Square Gardens. And the name was coming up, Victor, I mean, Vic, uh, not Victor Ortiz, David no, what is this fool's name? Uh, what's Ortiz's name, first name? I know his first name. Oh, Luis. King Luis. Luis. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I'm thinking David Ortiz, Victor Ortiz, Luis Ortiz. Our guy, mm-hmm. Luis Ortiz. His name was brought up. My to, guy. To fight on you know short on the short notice. You know, me and him, we took a pick, talked to him a little bit, chopped it up. You know, we boys. So, uh, you know, he was big scared of him. Willow we thought, was scared for everybody who don't know whenever he first seen Ortiz. Willow was intimidated. He was about the same size. No, first thing yeah, I thought he was, was real man, this nigga, me and this nigga the same size. Uh, hold on. That's a self-proclaimed thought. animal? A self-proclaimed animal. <laughs> do you think, a hey, so do you think, animal? Why would I be was scared? Of, why would I be you scared? see fear in his motherfucking eyes, Ortiz? Why would I be scared of Luis Ortiz, dog? Oh man, that he don't know me. Self-proclaimed animal. I don't know. You look real. Nah, nah. The first thing I did, first thing I did was say, "RC, man, this guy's as big as me." That's the first thing I thought. And that's, so and that's when he was far away. But when he first seen Ortiz, he said, "Hey, champ. Hey, champ." That's all I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I gave oh. disrespect, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give
25, 30 mil. Victor, I mean, big. I keep on saying Victor Ortiz. Luis Ortiz wanted, I think, was what I'm hearing. He wanted 10 million. He would. He was offered five million. He says he got low balls. But the question is, if your biggest payday was five hundred thousand, is what the number they're saying that he made against Wilder. See his last fight. Is King Kong Luis Ortiz ducking the fade from AJ? Or is this old man playing the smart, you know, five million dollars? Y'all need me. I don't really need I mean yeah, I mean, I think he could use that five million. I think his daughter has a, some kind of disease or something like that. But, you know, I don't have the, the the right training camp and y'all trying to shortchange me. It's not really it's not really a duck. What do you think about this whole situation, well, RC? You know, our guy, is he ducking? Not taking yeah. the biggest payday of his life by 10? Or is he playing it smart and not taking a unneeded L in, in this career? He's being smart, man. He's being smart. I could say it in two different languages. In English, it means no. In Spanish, it means no. He's not ducking nobody. I mean, the guy's got five weeks to get ready to face what a lot of people were saying is arguably the the most dominant heavyweight in the game, those uh, AJ protectors and things like that. So, no, it's, it's smart. If I'm Ortiz, uh, you probably don't get in there. You probably don't. As much as you'd like to. You don't. And you got stupid-ass Mexicans out there saying that, oh, he's just trying to flush the steroids out of his system. No, bitch. The guy is a fucking 40-year-old man, maybe older, and needs to get a little bit more than five weeks to face an elite top-level, you know, arguable pound-for-pound top five heavyweight physical monster like Anthony Joshua. So it's not a dog. It's not a guy at all. Um, Unfortunately, but what happened with Severn, I mean, uh, not Severn, I'm sorry, uh, I'm talking about Big Baby Miller, uh, that, that, you know, hey, you know, things happen, you know, just uh, trying to fix things up, you know, and, and, and do better next Was week. that racist, Darcy? Yeah. Huh? What? Was that racist right there? You just said that uh, Big Baby Miller and Severn were the same guy? No, no, Like they all look the same? No, 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 Just kind of. You know, names came up. But, um, you know, I feel bad for Big Baby Miller. Hopefully he can right the wrongs and get back into contention and things of that nature. You know? Um, Yeah, it is what it is. But it's not a duck, man. I just get a lot of people on forums that I keep a pulse on that are talking a lot of shit about Ortiz. Like, oh, how's he going to turn down the biggest payday? Because, bitch, the guy has not... I mean, five weeks to get ready for Joshua? You kidding me? No, you can't do that, man. You can't do that. This is ridiculous. So I don't think it's a duck whatsoever. Yeah, it's a good payday, but at the end of the day, Joshua's probably going to fight some scrub nobody cares about, and he's not going to fight Wilder. He's not going to fight Big Baby Miller. So, hey, if Ortiz can't get in shape and be ready maybe four months down the road, yeah, he can still get that payday, and he'll be in better shape, and better equipped to pick up a W. So it's not like that payday is, you know, gone and out the window. He'll be able to get that. 
So that doesn't, uh, you know, if it was like an ultimatum, like you take this fight now or you're never going to get it, then I can kind of see, you know, how things would work out. But I don't think it's a duck whatsoever. I think that if anybody comprehends basic math as far as 2 plus 2, 8 equals 4, not 22. So if you're one of those people who believe 2 plus 2 is 22, we can't be friends. And those are the people who think that it's a duck, and those are the people who think that he's flushing anything. Five weeks to get ready for Joshua, for an old man like Ortiz, stop it. Just cut it out. We can't. No, it makes zero sense. So how's it going to make dogs? You know, I'm on the firm stance that it's not a duck. Not a duck. No, no, not a duck. All right, JP, I think I remember you saying that this fight wasn't going to happen, that Ortiz did not did not want that smoke. Uh, look, were you right? Is this a duck? Or, should, you know, should an old man be taking five weeks' notice? Or, you know, did he play it smarter? Did he not want to see the smoke? Um, I don't think it's a duck. I don't think it has anything to do with smoke. I think – Luis Ortiz at this point, you know, is rather comfortable. You know, he he's gotten over already. He he's gotten a paycheck. You know, he's made a million, couple million dollars. You know, so that said, I think there's an element of integrity here too. You know, you laying up with your woman, and these niggas call you up like you some hoe. They could just call you know. Luis Ortiz feels accomplished in his life. He feels like he's a, a real dude out there. You can't just call me like I'm one of them them other dudes trying to get up in this thing. See, you, you ain't calling Deontay like that. You ain't calling, you know, Fury. You ain't calling these other dudes. I mean, maybe they already have something put together. But there's there's a, a element of it, I believe, Luis Ortiz, you know, he's probably taking the kids to school right now, you know, laying up with his woman a little late in the, in the morning and coming home and, Knocking her down and shit, and you know, while the kids are school. Now it was like, oh, you need want me to fight in five weeks? And it was like, and it was woman like, what? You know, and you know, he got to be like, nah, hell no, nah, I ain't fucking with y'all. I ain't gonna play me like that. You know, there's this element of that in there, I believe. Um, but not a duck. Uh, if you want to throw that ten, we getting in there. You know, if you, I think it's negotiable in between that five or ten. I believe if Hearn and, and company were to come out and say, hey, we'll give you 7.5, ten, you'd be like, let's rock. Because, you know, at the end of the day, money talks, man. It ain't like we turn in. If the nigga gave him 100 mil, he wouldn't do it. Of course he would. Money does talk. But, you know, Al probably advised and said, look, here's what you got next. You got Deontay Brazil winner or something like that, hypothetically. You So you can say you already got in the bag. We're going to pay you 2.5 for your next fight. going to be a big fight. That's in the bag for you. Now, you can go out here and get knocked out in five weeks, and your cachet in that 2.5 won't be there for you. So that's the equation. And he probably like, you know what? I'm knocking my woman down after I drop the kids off every morning eating. I'm not doing that. I'm going to get ready for that 2.5, and I'll see what happens after that. That's what I think is happening. Uh, I tend to agree with both of y'all that this isn't a duck. You know, money, that's a lot of money to turn down, but five weeks to maybe get embarrassed. And, you know, if you get hit hard enough, as we saw with um, 
Adonis Stevenson. You get hit hard enough, you know, you might not be boxing ever again. So, yeah, I think he's playing it smart. But what you know, but what doesn't sound good to me is the opponent and who I think they're in. I think I read that they're in talks with finalizing the deal. So Eddie Hearn gave an update on a short list of uh, opponents, six opponents. Top of the guy, top of the line, we'll go from the bottom. Some guy named Agit Caballier, uh, who knows who he is. Trevor Bryan, Manuel Char, Michael Hunter, <laughs> Luis Ortiz, which you know he, he is a fighter, and the guy who just fought last weekend, Andy Ruiz Jr. And I think from what I were uh, from what I read that that's their number one guy. That's who they're. That's who he's probably about to fight. He's probably about to fight Andy Ruiz Jr. Who just beat who the hell did Andy? I couldn't remember his name last time. He just beat a decent guy, knocked him out. Um, what do yeah, y'all think about that? Fought last weekend. He knocked out a a Russian guy. I, I don't. I can't remember his name, but he knocked him out. Had him quitting. But he was getting hit too. RC, what do you think about that? Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz in five weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's going to fight Ruiz or not. Ruiz seems like he wants to get that payday on like Ortiz. He's not afraid to get embarrassed by a short week's notice and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you know, he's talking a lot of shit saying that, you know, he's. Anthony's holding his belt because he really didn't lose that fight and all that kind of nonsense, bro. I don't know, man. Uh, whoever Anthony Joshua is going to fight next is a guy that we all could agree on will be somebody that nobody's worried about. And that's just kind of the tail of the tape. Now, I mean, with the Ortiz thing, I really would like to see that fight with with Joshua because if Joshua was getting tagged up by a little Russian midget, like, like, um, um, well, I'm having, uh, a lot Having a fucking brain fart right now. Uh, I'll put back in. If he's having struggling with a little midget like that, I'm not so sure if, if AJ wants that smoke with Ortiz. I'm not so sure. Could be wrong, but I don't know. But, um, yeah, you know, if it's Louise, it's still in the same category as those Michael Hunters and all that bullshit. Guys, nobody's worried about Period. JP, AJ, Andy Ruiz Jr. in negotiations. What do you think about that? Oh, man, Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, fun little chubby dude. AJ is going to destroy him. It might be, it's, it's going to look almost funny in the ring. But, uh, hey, why not, man? Be a spectacle. You know, uh, you know why not? I'm all for it. I think Look, he it, just it is awesome. Fuck it, makes it even more the more interesting. Makes it more interesting. The Mex- Mexican fans will buy into that narrative right there alone, you know, and that that's the sale right there in itself. If I'm the promoter, if I'm in marketing, advertisement for this, I sell that right there. What you just said to Mexican fans, they do, they are aware of Andy Ruiz. And they actually may buy and, you know, be you know willing to spend money towards this thing. And, of course, we'll, you know, entertain it also. So, yeah, I'm for that. Let's, let's do that. That'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Ruiz, 
32 and one uh, one knockouts. He lost to Joseph Park in majority decision. So he isn't the worst of the worst, but he's not that good. Dervinchenko was lighting him up. I'm pretty sure AJ lighted him up. He went five with Dervinchenko on Saturday, knocked him out. So, you know, I think that's, that's a damn shame. You know, AJ said he's taking over. He had an all right fight in, in Miller, who was probably, I mean, if we just keep it 100%, Miller and Ruiz Jr., they're probably on the same level. But 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 Miller does a lot more talking and had a better, not a really a story. He just does a lot more talking. That's it. So he could hype the fight up a little and, bit. And, 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 Miller had them willow, and Miller had them willow milkshakes, huh? Yeah, he had some kind of shakes. They weren't mine. You know, he had this stuff. I'm not taking nothing that's giving, that's giving rats cancer right off the bat. But, you know, he was 400 pounds. They're both, they're both big-ass dudes. They're both 300-pound guys, um, regular. I think they said Andy Reeves might have got down to 260 or something like that, if, I, if I'm remembering. But I, I don't know if that's true. He looked like a – Yeah, we can, like we can the, all be honest. Like, we can all be honest. Man. Nobody's surprised that. Miller got popped. Yeah, but Ruiz, his body, he's not getting popped. So we'll see. We'll see. That sounds like a good fight. I mean, not sounds like a good fight. It just, it is what it is. I'm not mad at it. When people get popped, people get popped and can't really do anything about it. So I'm not going to take any shots at AJ for fighting a bum on five weeks' notice. He's got a lot to, he's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot to hold on to. So I don't think, if I'm him, I'm not fighting anybody that's going to put any kind of worry in my heart. And I think that's what Andrew Ruiz Jr. and everybody on that list except Luis Ortiz. So. Hey, man, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Man, we got a lot of big news today. Breaking news. Not really breaking because it happened a little, a little while ago, but we got some big news in the boxing game. Triple G announces on Instagram that he will be no longer working with Abel Sanchez. His post goes, he has a post on IG of him and Abel Sanchez. Doesn't look like it was too long ago. Well, no, it looks like it was a long time ago. Both of these guys are old now, but they were old then, but it was still a long time ago. But Triple G says, I would like to announce that I have made a major decision for myself and for my career. I want to build on what I've already achieved and continue to better myself. Therefore, I will not be training with Abel Sanchez. This was not an easy decision for me, and it's not a a reflection on Abel's professional abilities. He is a great trainer, a loyal trainer, and a Hall of Fame trainer. I will announce my new trainer at a later date, but today – I want to thank Abel for the lessons that he taught me in boxing. So we got Abel Sanchez getting dropped by Triple G. And, of course, you know, Abel Sanchez is a guy that talks. He he bounces back all the time. And uh, as of today, he, he dropped his own thing. As of today, I will no longer be working with Gennady Golovkin. After a great nine-year run, record set, and equaled. Well, after a great nine-year run, record set, and equaled, developing a Hall of Fame career and making it possible to sign a six 
fight $100 million contract with the zone on an insulting new new training compensation schedule. So it's all about money. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Let me say, let me read that again. You know, <clears throat> Hall of Fame career made it possible for him to fight a to fight to sign a six fight a hundred million dollar contract with the zone. He proposed and insisted on an insulting new training compensation schedule. Sanchez said in the statement, "My dignity, my dignity and honor does not allow me to be screwed like that." It's unfortunate being greedy, being ungrateful, and no ethics, honor, and integrity will end this relationship. Shots fired. Damn! You know, what ends all relationships usually is money. That's how it usually goes, money and hoes, because that's, that's, really, that's really what tears everybody apart, the people that get, get torn apart. And we see it happen happen again here. Now, Triple G's been with Abel Sanchez for a long time. Getting a new trainer, that's not really I mean, that's not really that big of a deal. You know, it, it happens in the game. People, you know, you can't you want to learn more stuff. You get to a certain point in your career where you need to change it up, and that's where Triple G is. I can understand him getting getting a new trainer at this point in time. You know, <clears throat> but it's fucked up that you get a new trainer once you sign the big deal and the money's coming in. And I think I think that's sort of fucked up. And that and that the timing that it happened like that. Triple G probably should have gave my man Abel Sanchez another fight before he before he gave him the boot. You know, he just signed the big deal. Abel Sanchez is the guy that got you to the big deal. So to not let him get a taste of that big deal, I think that's sort of fucked up. I understand that, like I said, I understand that at this time, this point, he probably does need a new training. He probably does need to switch it up and see who he can get. He needs to probably get uh, the guy that was training, uh, Jackson that was training, Kovalev, somebody like that, somebody that can teach him how to box a little more. <clears throat> but we'll see. Uh, I think I think Abel Sanchez, he said his part. I don't know if it's all about greed, but it, it would look like that to me if I – built you up, and then once the big payday goes, uh, once the big payday comes in, you peace me out. JP, you heard what was said by Triple G. You heard what was said by Sanchez. Who are you riding with? Who do you think is right in this situation? Tough one, tough one, man. You you can't blame a fighter when he feels he needs – to be taken to the next level and there's adjustments to be made. You can't blame them. Uh, You also can't blame Abel Sanchez for feeling like, Hey, we've come this far together. Now you want to give me some kind of new trainers contract where you're giving me some different pay. That's probably less than what I've been getting while you make more money. That don't seem right. So, you know, I think, uh, I'm going to have to side with Golovkin here because, you know, the rumor is, and one that I'll, I guess I'll subscribe to, is that Golovkin feels like the two fights with Canelo, he could have possibly been advised to go after them wrong. Because we've seen a different Golovkin. Now, we assume this Golovkin we've been recently seeing, especially the one versus Canelo, was due to the um, decline in Golovkin. We didn't see a. We seen like this boxer, 
we didn't even see the the same vicious guy like you know coming in for the for the kill. We've seen this guy who was just working the jab and pretty happy with that, and you know did some other work, but was pretty happy just boxing. Didn't even seem to want to come for the kill, and so if that had been advised, you know by by Sanchez and Gluskin, like a good fighter does, went out there and executed his trainer's plan, but really feeling like I should be doing this, I should be being my old self. If that's there, that's the question now. If that old self is there, we we assumed it wasn't. But it was a sudden change in Golovkin. Even his demeanor in the fight was more like a boxer's would be rather than that old um, vicious Golovkin than we were we are accustomed to seeing. So maybe it has something to do with that. In the story, I, I have to side with a fighter feeling like if his feeling is that I, I need somebody who could take me to the next level, while I'm still good, a lot of fighters make this change after they get their ass kicked. You know, that's when Cotto start wanting to get everybody else. That's when uh, Shane start wanting to get everybody else other than their daddies and shit. You know, a lot of these dudes do this shit after they get whooped. But, you know, Golovkin, I don't believe it's money, man, because how much money is we paying Abel? We talking about, you know, we can't be talking about a range of $20,000, can we? You know, how much do you pay pay this guy to trade you for the for the camp? Let's say the camp, you know, a three month camp, whatever it is, a hundred grand. What if you say what eighty for you? I, I, he can't be like you know what it's fifty now. So, but even if it were fifty for the type of money we talking about, I don't think that's the determining factor, because that don't ain't nothing to get making Gennady happy as far as a promotion in the zone. If Gennady say, Abel Sanchez need his hundred thousand or y'all ain't got me, you don't think he's getting that funky-ass $100,000? Of course he is. This is about um, Gennady feeling that Sanchez just isn't the guy to advise and take him to where he wants to go going forward with his career, I think. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, hey, I I feel you. I don't know how much these guys are making. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not a hundred thousand dollars. I'm sure Abel Sanchez is not making just a hundred thousand dollars per camp when Triple G's fighting two times a year. I think he's probably he's probably making a little more than that. But we're, I don't know. I don't know how it is. But that's where I think that's probably where we're going to end it. Um, we'll see how all this 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 plays out. Abel Sanchez. We'll see who he has in this stable. Triple G. We'll see who he picks. He's fighting a bum next. Can't even remember what the guy's name is, but he's a bum. But Triple G, I, I guess, deserves to fight a bum starting off. We'll see what happens. So, uh, JP, before we get out of here, anything you want to say? What's the next episode of Relatively Fat and Black Podcast? Uh, man, I'm going to probably go ahead and recap some of this first-round NBA playoffs tomorrow night. Y'all check for me, man. Um, hope you fellas can join in and talk about your team and all that. So tomorrow night I'm going to get into that a little bit. All right. That's a bet. We'll see where it is. We'll see after I see what Snoop and the Warren G is talking about. I think I'm a little more a little more hype about seeing Warren G. I think I've seen Snoop Dogg live before, but I haven't seen Warren G. And Warren G is really 
the father of everything, I believe. Now, Willie, so. Willa, what's what's inspiring you to go? I'm from Long Beach, and that's where they from. I, you know, uh, Warren G used to get his hair cut um, next door to my grandma's house, and you know, I used to see these. I've been to Snoop's house, and the one in Diamond Bar, at least, but. What's inspiring you to want to go to see this shit? Because I don't know that I'd want to go see this. What's the inspiration here? Inspiration is I got them. I got the uh, tickets for free, so I got some sweet tickets for free. So, uh, you know, okay. I'm gonna go. There I don't got, go. I ain't got, got shit going idea. on Friday. So I'm gonna go, I and I, you know they said what it was, and it, you know I was like, all right, yeah, sounds good. And I haven't seen Warren sure. G. So. I'll check that out, man. But uh, RC, man, before we get out of here, anything you want to say? You're gonna be rocking with us Sunday. We're gonna be talking about what's what's the what's the deal? <sighs> nah, man, uh, it's good to be back and in action and all that good stuff. It's good to talk to you guys about some boxing that needed to be addressed. And man, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna chill out here. I'll be back in Sincal tomorrow, and I'm just gonna soak it all up. Matter of fact, I'm about to get back to that spot where I done found that one yesterday. But that's neither here nor there, Skip. But uh, I'll be back in town tomorrow early in the day. So, uh, JP, holla at me. Let me know what time you're doing that thing thing. And uh, I'll try and check in with you guys as, as much as I can. So, uh, everything's on the up and up. Good stuff today. Always a pleasure. And we'll be back on Sunday. Man. All right. Just like that, Outsiders, box, uh, Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek Show. We'll uh, catch y'all on Sunday. We'll holler. Peace. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.